0: You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey everyone, how you doing today? Episode number two with Anna Kelly this morning is going to be stimulus. We're gonna assume the 900 billion gets approved. Maybe we'll talk about what happens if it's vetoed at the end. but let's just assume it gets approved. talk about what's in it. Uh, how you doing, Anna?
1: I'm doing great, Michael. How are you today?
0: I'm doing very well, thank you. Uh, I am curious. When you first heard this was approved, What were your thoughts at at the macro level first, and then we'll get into what's inside it next.
1: The macro level, I thought (laughs) uh, the cynicism in me said, "Ah, I wonder what kind of pork is in this one since they (laughs) waited till after the election to pass it. Okay. The second thing was, okay, I'm glad that they've passed something. It's long overdue. Let's hope that it actually helps the American people. Yep. Um, and the third thing was, I hope the eviction moratorium doesn't go too much longer yeah. um, without some kind of guide rails that don't give tenants an automatic out, but make them show that they need help. Yeah. And that there will be some type of help for continued rent assistance, like with the prior package.
0: Yeah. My first thought was, um, it's late. You know, the reality of what came out, let's just call it yesterday that could have been agreed to 90 days ago. Yeah. There's not basically what what they agreed to keep out were state funding out liability protection out. Now that those were the same two red lines 90 days ago. The fact that it took two continuing resolutions extension of days, the fact that it it took to the last minute to produce a 5000 page thing attached to a trillion dollar budget is Bad pool, dirty pool, in my opinion. Uh, yes. And then asking people to vote on something that's been out for hours when it's five thousand pages is, um, again, not not okay.
1: Yeah, it it really bothers me too, Michael. And you know, it, it's not a, a party thing; it's just no. a, a general thing. It's like it's like with Obamacare. You know, we're still arguing over Obamacare years and years yeah. later. And the reason is, is because they were given multiple thousand pages of documents and forced to sign out without reading it. Nancy Pelosi says, "I ha- you have to read it to see what's in it. We haven't read it completely." Oh and it's like, God. who is drafting these laws if they're not really reading them yeah. and don't yeah. have time to vote on them? So it just it makes me nervous because that's never a good thing. Yeah. Why not give everybody the time to really understand it and really get a chance to vote? What it means is there's a few people negotiating. And working these things out and those couple powerful senators basically rule the roost and try to get their party to go along party lines. So, you know, that's never a good thing for the American people, no matter what side of the aisle you're on. Um, And I haven't had time if the senators haven't had time to read it when they voted on it. I surely haven't had time to really digest what all does this really mean for me. And I need to spend some time over the next couple of days after Christmas to really dig in. Yeah, um, but I'm happy to talk about it at, at a high level. Yeah,
0: what little uh, we know, right? Because again, it's not signed yeah. yet. It's not not signed. Right. Yet. So a couple of things that I was happy to see in there, uh, they've extended unemployment benefits. I think it's to the end of March, so March thirty first. They cut it in half though. It was six hundred. Now it's three hundred. Um, a, I'm glad there's something. Uh, B, I'll admit I'm glad it's not six hundred. Could it have been four hundred or fine. I, I think 300 is certainly better. It's certainly better than zero. Some people really need it. That's where I'll start. Right. True. Yeah. So I think that's cool. Uh, the other thing is um, I think they're setting you and I up for the eviction moratorium. I think it was an easy extension till January 31st. Probably doesn't upset you or I either way with one month, but you and I both know what happens in late January. We get, there's another inauguration and yes. um, what, what happened on, I think it's January 5th is we'll have a Georgia runoff. It's, it's amazing that Georgia, the runoff, will probably probably facilitate what gets done for the next four years, or at least the next Absolutely. two years, probably two years, right? Because there'll be another election in two years for Senate. But yeah, that's interesting.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And I, I completely agree with you. Everything hinges on Georgia. Do we have a balance of powers like we've talked about before? Which is key. Or is it everybody, anything that's on the democratic agenda is going to get passed because they have enough votes, you know, yeah. in, both, in both houses. And so, um, if that, if it, you know, goes to the Republicans, there's going to be a balance and we're going to see more legislation where they're tra- the parties are trying to work together mm-hmm. and, you know, pull out things that are pet projects in exchange for another pet project. And so, yeah. um, you know, I'm yeah, we need, myself. we need
0: Georgia. We, we need at least one seat in Georgia to stay Republican. We we just do, uh, otherwise, otherwise we're going to print another trillion, two trillion dollars. We're going to trash the dollar, and this and this will come home to roost. A balance of power, in a basically what happened over the last, I'll call it four days, is what we want for the next two years. They actually negotiated, right? I take this out, you take that out. I'll give you what they call the three martini lunch for the something else. You know, it was. Nobody was, nobody got everything, but everybody got a little something, which is probably what we would all want. Right. Right. All right. So the other thing that was in there, it was interesting. So we got unemployment eviction. Uh, They got PPP loans again uh, with a little bit more restrictions this time, which I liked. I thought too many public companies got them too many companies that could raise debt or sell shares. So I think they've, again, what I've read is they've limited to a hundred employees or less. So again, we're thinking restaurants, retail. So I feel better about that.
1: Yeah, me too. And I think I read that it is no publicly traded companies can get this next round of PPP. Yep, me too. And they are doing more for restaurants, which I think is really important. I think it's restaurants and hotels. And again, this was very high level summary that I read. Hospitality, yep. But those that are in that sector are going to have more help. And they're the ones that really need it right now in our country. And it'll go a long way toward, you know, helping those owners to hopefully be able to bring back employees. Mm-hmm. Um, and also with the unemployment extension, being able to help those employees who are yeah. laid off.
0: One that was passed that I will admit to being upset about was, uh, I'll call it a bailout for the uh, airlines. I think it was $15 billion. Now the give was, you're going to recall, 32000 uh, flight attendants and pilots and things, so at least there's a give on the other side because it really is—it's they're basically funding their employment. Um, I'm not a big fan of that. They're publicly traded companies; they can issue debt. Uh, the The fact is, we may have too many airplanes flying around, and if you have less of them, you can raise prices, and you know what? Airlines could be profitable. So, I think the business traveler is not coming back, and I was one of them. I have platinum status and. 1K fly. I mean everything, and I can tell you, I've talked to dozens of people every month in my old industry, and they're like, "Dude, we're not flying anywhere." You know, we're, yeah. You know, so um, they're going to be less profitable, and I don't like bailing people out that are going to lose money. So I, I'm not a very big fan of that, but I guess I get it.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's so hard, Michael, because in in such a, a global pandemic, you know, this mm-hmm. a global thing. There's so many different industries and people impacted. And while I think, you know, PPP was a good thing, they were able to take advantage of that. And it was able to help anybody supposedly, no matter what size they are. Mm -hmm. We all know that a lot of those loans went to very large companies. In hindsight, yes. And not to the smaller, you know, companies that really needed it. So I was glad to see kind of some pullback where publicly traded companies do have other options and Mm -hmm. they're not going to just bail them out. So they tended to target, you know, the airlines, which then it says, well, why not the other companies? Why then? So I kind of have mixed feelings about it. I mean, I think some help to stay afloat, Mm -hmm. Um, low rate loans, for example, you know, rather Mm -hmm. than we're just going to give you money, Um, you know, might be better than just than just printing money, giving it away. and
0: Yeah, a loan. I, I, I could have gotten behind the loan because then at least the company would have a choice because again, they're public. And a couple of them did this. They can issue shares. Yeah. They can sell shares. Yeah. yeah. It double, was like with, the AIG,
1: mm-hmm. with AIG in 2009. It, they didn't just get money. It was, a, it was a loan and they had to pay it back with significant interest and significant penalties. And so while some people didn't like AIG was bailed out, you know, seeing it from the other side, I realized that it had to be done. Oh, yeah. Um, but, but there was a fee and a price that AIG had to pay to yeah. take that. It was money. a profitable
0: so, loan by the government. I've I read about it after the fact.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: The counterparty risk made it had, we had to do that at the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then the other thing that's in there that's, um, I'm going to be, because this will be done by the states, is there's $25 billion set aside for rental assistance, payback of missed rent. Uh, what little I've read about it is they've got the money allocated. They will then push it to the States and let States allocate it. Uh, that's going to be interesting because again, I can only speak to my state and my lovely governor. Who's the only politician I pick on. Cause I hate him. Gavin Newsom. My guess is he's going to put on restrictions that say, Hey, if I pay $12,000 in back rent, you have to agree to do X, Y, and Z. At which point I'm going to say, no, thank you. I will just evict that tenant and I'll start over. I am not taking any strings from my government.
1: And that is exactly the problem. And honestly, I just did go through the CARES Act paperwork in Pennsylvania with a couple of my tenants. And one of the things that I didn't like about it, and and initially, to be honest with you, I told one tenant, no, I wasn't going to do the paperwork. And it's because of the particular background with this tenant, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, but this particular tenant gave me the, this paperwork from one organization and it said, in exchange for this, I can't go after the tenant for any other back rent. So if they apply for several months and they only get a month, I can't go back for them for the other months. So it's like, once we're applying, we're agreeing, agreeing to waive back rent. Well, what if they don't get it? And then it, they only give a certain dollar amount. So if their rent's a thousand a month and they give 750 a month, then I have to agree to take 750 and I have to eat the rest. I can't go after the tenant for the difference. And there was a whole page of, you agree that your building has no loose doorknobs and no peeling paint and all these things under penalty of perjury. If we find out that there's anything wrong with these buildings, nope, we can I'm take out. all of that money back. Nope, so I'm there out. are a lot of red tape. And so I, I declined to do it with one tenant. Mm-hmm, for the mm-hmm. other tenant, I did it. Um, but her rent was much lower. And I was like, you know, she's not going to pay. She's going to walk. I might as well, you know, do this with her. I'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, but I've already had issues with um, with it. And so I, I think your governors like Newsom and mm-hmm. Tom Wolf in Pennsylvania are just going to make it harder for the landlord so that um, I can you promise know, you they they right now there's
0: I will not I will not accept a single like the requirement of loose, loose doorknobs and all that stuff may sound trivial, but that's, yeah. that, I don't need that headache six months from now when the tenant does this or the tenant does that and they go back to this thing and then I'm in trouble. Nope. I'm done. I'm out. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not okay. It's, okay. it's really tough. And, and this is when it's going to really get, you know, Robert's going to meet the road as to what kind of properties do you have what's the tenant demographic and how well was your screening when you moved people in? It's all about screening. Yes. You know, for, for me um, I have been a, a A to B class area investor, you know, C class B to C class tenants, but they all have a history of paying rent on time of paying their debt on time of keeping their credit good and find that that's important. And I know they have much less chance of going, there's an eviction motor- moratorium. I'm not paying my landlord, let them deal with it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, And Hey, I have a couple across my portfolio, but for the most part, we've done a pretty good job, yeah. but this yeah. is really going to hurt landlords who do not have really strong tenant base um, because many of the tenants are just going to, you know, continue to try to take advantage.
0: Yeah. And then the last thing we'll close on this. So what is your guess? So I think we both assume this is not the last extension of the moratorium, right? This takes it to January 31st. I think we both think it's going to get extended at least one more time. What, what do you think's the magic date that they finally stop doing this?
1: Either summer or the end of
0: 2021. Yeah. Because
1: spring brings new viruses, right? So we already are hearing the UK has a new strain of coronavirus on its way that may not be You know, um, reacting to the vaccine. So, are they going to shut us down again when there's a spring season of normal flu and other things? Um, And if they do, are they going to extend it? So, I just don't have a lot of optimism in terms of how quickly they stop shutdowns and, you know, allow things to open. But I think it's going to be in tandem. If they shut things down longer, they're going to do an eviction moratorium longer. If they open things up sooner, I think that they'll stop the eviction moratorium once business is back to normal.
0: I'm going to pick September, and this is why. And again, really, it doesn't matter what the federal government does. As you and I both know, it's the state governors. Right. Um, So I naturally, I would think the end of the year, next year. But then all we're going to hear about is you can't do that around Christmas. And how dare you evict people around the holidays? And it's the winter, and it's cold outside. And so in end of the year is just a non-starter. And, but I can't fathom asking some landlords to take two years of no rent, because that's what it would be at that point if we pushed it to March 22. Ah, it's just tragedy
1: happening. Yeah, so. I want to see the legislation and the language tied to the eviction moratorium and to the rental assistance, because when I saw what AOC proposed you know, earlier mm-hmm. this year, which is forgive back rent for a yeah. year and... Um, We'll give you money, but you have to, you know, do all these things. And if you don't, we can take your property. That was like literally in what she was trying to pass. Um, So one thing just to throw it out there, you know, we also see that there was, I mean, hundreds of billions of dollars of aid going to other countries for things like gender gender studies, you know, so more countries got more money than the average American person is going to do. And I read an article today. I'll send it to you. Maybe we can talk more about it next week. Okay. That talked about um, some of the things in the bill uh, for these other countries that was aligned with the World Economic Forum's goals for the Great Reset. Ah. And we talked a little bit about this and the UN Sustainable Development Goals. So a lot of the things in this package actually move those countries closer to that. And one of their main priorities is um, wealth equality, an increased minimum wage, um, and home um, residency as, as a human right. And so essentially, it's very, very important to the world leaders, and in addition to the United States, and especially those further left, to make sure that, they're, that people cannot lose their home. They're not concerned about you and I as a landlord and how we're going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. They're just concerned that they can't be kicked out of anybody's home if they can't pay for any reason. And so I think we need to be aware of that, read the legislation, make sure that we are mitigating those possibilities, and at the same time, being a good person. So mm-hmm. just like you've said, someone's listening to this now, and we might sound harsh, but we're good landlords. We mm-hmm. try to be good to our tenants. We're not just kicking people out on the streets, but if they don't exhaust every, every mm-hmm. way to try to pay, um, and they just say, sorry, there's an eviction moratorium, I'm not paying you, and yeah. you know that they're still buying stuff and going out to eat and working, then at that point, you know, it, it, it's incumbent upon us for our own livelihoods mm-hmm. to replace that tenant with somebody that's going to pay and not take advantage of the system.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, with that, I will leave the stimulus talks and hopefully next week we know more about it and we'll see if it actually gets signed.
1: Sounds great.
0: <laughs> Thanks.